Hello and welcome to Gunsmoke from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad, the transcribed story of the violence that moved west with young America, the story of a man who moved with it, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good morning, Chester. Good morning, Mr. Dillon. Is the prisoner awake yet? Yes, sir, he's awake, but he's sort of wishing he wasn't. No? Not after last night. I never saw Bob Adams that drunk before. I gave him some coffee a little while ago, and you know what, Mr. Dillon? He wouldn't drink it before he poured about a spoonful of tobacco in it. <laughs> That's mule skinner style, Chester. My. Bring him out here, huh? Yes, sir. Come on out into the sun, Adam. It's time to own up to your dark and evil ways. Well, I sure must have been drunk if I let you throw me in jail, Chester. I didn't throw you in jail. He did. But I could have. Well, howdy, Marshal Dillon. I thought you was out of town. Well, I got back late last night, Adam. So just in time to stop you from blowing the roof off the Oliver again. Oh, well, I don't even remember. Oh. Ah, there's your gun. You... You, you turning me loose? Hey, you didn't commit any crimes. You were just getting worked up to some. Oh, well, thanks for stopping me, Marshal. I guess I was a little wild. Too much to celebrate, that's what. Oh, what were you celebrating, anyway? Well, selling out. Selling out? Yeah. You mean you sold your freight business? Both wagons and all my mules, a whole caboodle. Yes, sir, I sold out just like everybody else. What? It happened while you was away, Mr. Dillon. Every freighter in town has sold his outfit to a man called Ivy from St. Louis. We all got a good price for him, too. More than he was worth. Well, what's this Ivy going into the freighting business so heavy for? Uh, says he wants to invest all his money in one business, not scattered around. Well, what are you and the other men going to do now that he's bought you out? Oh, we'll blow our money for a while and then probably go to work for Ivy. <laughs> you know how it is. Only man who hasn't sold out is Joe Trimble. And that's just because he won't get back to town till today sometime. There's nothing wrong with Ivy Marshall. He's the nicest fellow you ever met. But I don't much like that man he has following him around all the time. Cam Spiegel. No, I don't like him Did neither. Did you say Cam Spiegel? That's right. Where are they staying? At the Dodge house. Why, Marshall, what's wrong? I don't know, Adams. But if this Ivy has Cam Spiegel with him, there's plenty wrong. <laughs> Thank you. 
Your name, Ivy? Oh, yes, it is. What can I do for you? I'm Matt Dillon, Ivy. I'd like to talk to you. Oh, you're the U.S. Marshal here. That's right. Well, come in, Marshal. Come in. I've been wanting to meet you. <laughs> well, Marshal, Dodge acquired a new citizen while you were away. Yeah. I've so set myself up in the freighting business. And as soon as I buy out Joe Trimble, I'll start running it. Well, that's fine, Ivy. But there isn't much money in freighting. None of these men you bought out are exactly rich. It's like any other business, Marshal. It depends on how it's run. Yeah. You, uh, you've had a lot of experience hauling freight, huh? Oh, none at all, but uh, I hope to learn. Of course, I'll just manage the business, you understand? Ah, uh-huh. Ivy, I'm, uh, curious about two things. Tell you anything you want to know, Marshal. I realize my methods are a little uh, unusual. Like paying these men more than their outfits are worth? Oh, uh, I did that just to be sure nobody could say I'm unfair. And also because I don't want to be bothered with any competition once I get started. (laughs) What was the other question, Marshal? Cam Spiegel. Uh, Cam. Uh, Well, he works for me. Most businessmen don't need a man like Cam around. Well, I agree, Marshal. But you see, I brought a lot of money with me from St. Louis, and uh, I hired Cam for protection, you might say. Oh, here he is now. Uh, Cam, this is Marshal Dillon. Really is, ain't it? Oh, you know him? Me and the Marshal have known each other a long time, Ivy. Fact is, he run me out of Amarillo once. Ain't that right, Marshal? You give me the same reasons and I'll run you out of Dodge, Cam. Maybe I don't run so easy as I did then. Oh, oh come now, gentlemen. I'm sure there won't be any trouble. Uh, Marshal, Cam's hired as my bodyguard. And if he goes beyond that, I'll fire him. Might be too late by then, Ivy. But he can stay around. Both of you can. Till I find out what you're up to. Yeah, what is it, Chester? Joe Trimble just pulled into town. He's with his wagons outside here. He'd like to talk to you. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, hello, Trimble. Marshal, I couldn't leave my mules out here. I'd have come inside. Oh, uh, that's all right. What's the trouble? Nothing with me but Jim Hunnicker down at the Sand Creek Stage Station said to tell you there's been too much engine sign around for comfort the last few days. Uh, he wants me to pass the word on to the Army, huh? Yeah. Uh, Chester, will you ride out to Fort Dodge and tell Major Honeyman? Yes, sir. I'll get started right away. I didn't see no engine sign, Marshal. I think Jim's getting a mite spooky living out there alone so much. I thought he had someone with him now. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, fella couldn't stand it. He run off. Ah. Oh. Hello, Marshal. Oh, Chester told me this is Joe Trimble. It is. Well, Trimble, I've been waiting for you. My name's Ivy. How do you do? Ah, and this is Cam Spiegel. How do you do? Hello? Trimble, I uh, understand you own three freight wagons and a dozen mules. That's right. Well, I've bought out every other freighter in Dodge, and I'm prepared to give you $1,000 in cash for your outfit. Is that true? Ask the Marshal here. Yeah, they've all sold, Trimble. He's offered them too much money to resist, I guess. 
Well, I ain't selling. I've been freighting over that trail for ten years, and I ain't quitting now. All right, I'll give you uh, $1,500, Trimble. I don't understand you, Ivy. If you bought out everybody else, what do you need my outfit for? Ain't you got enough now? <laughs> yeah, it's my way of doing business, Trimble. You accept the offer? Ivy, I got a little house at the edge of town. My wife's waiting for me there right now. Ain't much, but I built it out of the money. I made hauling goods up and down the trail. Maybe someday I'll build me a better one. If I sell out to you, I won't have nothing after a year or so, and I ain't gonna do it. Uh, well, perhaps this has been too uh, sudden for you, Trimble. Uh, why don't you think it over first, and then let me know? I'm letting you know right now. You're kind of stubborn, ain't you, Mule Skinner? That's right, I am. Uh, that's enough, Cap. Well, you're the only competition I'll have, Trimble, but uh, I'm sure we'll get along fine. There's plenty of business, Ivy. Of course. But anyway, if you change your mind, you just let me know. Sure. Well, good day, gentlemen. Come along, Cam. Ivy ain't handy when you change your mind, Trimble. You can always let me know. Now, what's he mean by that, Marshal? I don't know, Trimble. But we'll find out soon enough. Chester, what are... What are you doing? What is all this? Curtains, Mr. Dillon. Curtains? Well, what for? Well, sir, a girl I know got some new ones, and she gave me these, and I thought nailing them up would make this place a little more inviting, if you know what I mean. A jail inviting? Oh, well, Mr. Dillon, I don't aim to hang none in the I don't aim for you to hang them anywhere. Now pull them down and throw them out. Yes, sir. But that little girl's sure going to be my disappointment. She threw him out herself, didn't she? Thrills. Marshal. Oh, hello, Chester. Hello, Trimble. You want to buy some... Chester. Marshal, you know what that man Ivy's done now? What, Trimble? Well, you remember yesterday how he tried to buy me out and I couldn't understand why he needed every last freight outfit in Dodge? Uh, you know now, huh? I sure do. Marshal, just this morning, Ivy's doubled the usual prices for freighting. Double? That's what he did. Every merchant in town's hopping mad about it, too. They all come to me and want me to do all their freighting, but of course I can't. Not with only three wagons. Yeah. So that's Ivy's way of running a business right. Uh, he come to see me, too. Well, what do he want? He said if I doubled my prices, too, then everything would be fine. But if I didn't, it'd be... Uh, unfair competition for him. You gonna do it? Of course I ain't. I'm an honest man, Marshal. Then you're in trouble. Bad trouble. What for? When are you making your next trip, Trimble? Oh, we're getting loaded now. I'm leaving for Sand Creek in the morning. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'll kind of ride along with you, Trimble. But, uh, don't say anything to anybody about it, huh? Oh. Oh, it's that other fella, ain't it, that uh, Cam Spiegel? That's what Ivy hired him for, Trumbull, in case he ran into somebody stubborn. Like you. 
We will return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, tomorrow night, CBS Radio's Gene Autry saves a father from a lifetime of regret when the parent launches a campaign to make his son prove himself a he-man. Riding an outlaw bronco is part of the curriculum that worries Gene so much. Don't miss the Western adventures and Western songs of CBS Radio's Gene Autry Show tomorrow evening on most of these stations. Now the second act of Gunsmoke. It wouldn't be much trouble to hide out with a rifle somewhere along the trail and shoot a teamster off his wagon. And since it was so easy, I figured that was how Ivy would tell Cam Spiegel to get Trimble out of the way. So I took my horse and went along on the trip to Sand Creek. As it turned out, I might as well have stayed in Dodge. In fact, it would have been better if I had. We made Sand Creek all right, and a few days later, early one morning... We were almost back to Dodge when we saw Chester riding out of town to meet us. Hey, he's riding like a big wind, Marshal. Now, any time his horse isn't walking slow, Chester's in a real hurry, Trimble. <laughs> Chester ain't exactly all engine, is he? No, but he can surprise you sometimes. I know, I've seen him. Well, let's pull up here. Who oh, there? Oh. Oh. I was hoping I'd find you close by. Is there anything wrong, Chester? Yes, sir, there sure is. We had a fire in Dodge early this morning. What? Fire? Where? What burned? Trimble, I sure to hate to tell you, but it was your house. Was it bad, Chester? Plumb to the ground. My wife? Oh, Doc's out there with her now. She was still alive when I left. Oh, Give Trimble your horse, Chester. You can drive the wagon on in from here. Yes, sir. That's why I come to meet you. Here, Trimble. Thank you, Chester. Any idea how it happened, Chester? No, sir. Nobody has. All right, we'll see you in Dodge. Let's go, Trimble. Doc. I just now covered her up, Trimble. She's dead. I did everything I could. Sure. Sure, of course you did, Doc. I don't know how she lived as long as she did. They weren't able to get her out soon enough, Trimble, but she was so far gone when they did. Well, she didn't suffer much. You can be sure of that. She must have been awful scared, though. You leave her to me now, Trimble. I'll take care of her and let you know when you can come and get her. She was asleep when it happened, or she'd have had no trouble getting out. Yeah, she was asleep, yes. And how'd the fire get started? She couldn't have spilled nothing. Well, I don't know, Trimble. Nobody does. Uh, Doc, who saw the fire first? Oh, some cowboy, Matt. They say he uh, rounded up a few men from out of the oasis, but there was nothing they could do. He, he didn't know there was anybody inside the house. Ah, uh, uh... Trimble. You out here too, Ivy? 
I uh, came as soon as I heard about it. In fact, uh, I was at the Oasis when that writer reported it. Uh, the other men can tell you. Okay, uh, what do I care? You have my deepest sympathy, Trimble. Now, if there's anything I can do... No. No, nothing. You can do something for me, Ivy. For you, Marshal? Yeah. Where's Cam? Why, uh, he's right over there. Calling. Well, all right. Oh, Cam. Cam. What do you want, Ivy? Nothing but uh, Marshal Dillon seems to. He does, huh? Where were you when you heard about the fire, Cam? I was in bed, Marshal, to woke you up. Nobody. I heard people shouting. I got up. Anybody see you? I don't know. Why should they? Ivy. Uh, yes, Marshal. You still want to buy Tremble's outfit? He might sell. No. Why, of course I do. But I'll only give you $1,000, Trimble. You've waited too long. I didn't say I'd sell you nothing. What makes you think I Wait would? Wait a minute, Trimble. Ivy, you got a good alibi. I'm sure of that. I won't even bother to check on it. But you don't seem to have one, Cam. Now, wait a minute, Marshal. You're going too far if you're suggesting that either one of us had anything to do with this. I won't stand... Shut up, Ivy. Now, how about it, Cam? You know you don't scare me none, Marshal? I can't prove you had anything to do with this, Cam. No, you can't. But you'll have to prove you didn't. And you'll have to prove it by someone reliable. I'll give you till noon. What happens at noon, Marshal? You leave town. Oh, now, aren't you being a little high-handed, Marshal? Call it what you want, Ivy. But he still has till noon. <laughs> Yeah, what is it, Kitty? Matt, look at this. Huh? That's $300. Uh-huh. What's this for? I want you to take it and give it to Cam Spiegel. Cam? I got it from him. Along with a hint that if I didn't take it, I'd end up in a ditch with a bullet in my head. Oh. You were supposed to be with Cam last night, is that it? That's it. And the idea is that if I alibi for him, you'd believe it. Oh, Cam's right, Kitty. I wouldn't. And it's up to you how you get the money back to him, Matt. But couldn't you stuff it into a shotgun and give it to him that way? I've often said it's a good thing you're not a man, Kitty. If I were, I probably wouldn't be any better than the rest of you. Well, it's almost noon. Matt? Yeah. I'll buy you a drink after. How can you? You just threw away $300. Oh, Matt. Mr. Dillon? Did you see it, Chester? Right in the longhorn there. Trimble come in, tried to shoot Cam Spiegel, and Cam killed him. Trimble drew first, Mr. Dillon, but he just wasn't fast enough. Get out of the way, Chester. Yes, sir. Tried to kill me, Marshal. 
For self-defense, he drew first. Cam, I've changed my mind about your leaving town. What? You're going to jail instead. Jail? Everybody here's a witness to this, Marshal. I'm talking about Tremble's wife. I haven't got enough evidence to hang you, but you'll spend a long time in prison. Now turn around while I take your guns. Told you before, Marshal, I don't scare so easy as I once did. You're under arrest, Cam. No. Not yet, I ain't. All right, quiet, everybody. I said quiet, everybody. Ivy, come over here. That, uh, that was mighty fast, Marshal. Uh, but he had it coming. He shouldn't have tried to draw on you. Tremble's dead, too, Ivy. Trimble tried to kill him, Marshal. You know that. I guess Trimble figured he had a pretty good reason. That may be. Uh, but you can't prove I had anything to do with it. If I could, I'd throw you in jail. But I'm not even going to run you out of town. Okay. You've certainly no reason to. I'll see you later, Marshal. Just a minute, Ivy. Here. Here's $300 Cam gave to Kitty to alibi for him. Somehow she didn't want to do it. I don't know anything about it. Why give it to me? Take it, Ivy. It was your money in the first place. Cam was just working for you. I won't stand for this, Marshal. You have no right. You know, the Trembles were pretty well liked around here, Ivy. You just might get out of town alive. If you hurry. Gunsmoke, transcribed under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Joseph Kearns, Herb Ellis, Vic Perrin, and Jack Crucian. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Gunsmoke has been selected by the Armed Forces Radio Service to be heard by our troops overseas. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. Dear listener, Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, puts his signature on an action-packed mystery thriller every Tuesday evening on CBS Radio over most of these same stations. Hear Hollywood star John Lund as Johnny Dollar, the man with the action-packed expense account. He's a freelance investigator. His territory takes in the four corners of the globe. This thriller's a hit show that will keep you on the edge of your chair every single second. Tuesday nights, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, is waiting just for you. George Walsh speaking... Lionel Barrymore's Radio Hall of Fame is great Sunday night drama on the CBS Radio Network.